The views and opinions of this podcast do not reflect the views and opinions of the United States government, the Department of the Interior, the Department of Defense, the Department of Agriculture, the United States Forest Service, the Bureau of Land Management, National Park Service, the Bureau of Indian Affairs, or any private, municipal, county, or state firefighting organization, any law enforcement agency, any medical provider, or any contractor employed by any federal agency. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back. So we have a special announcement today. I'm sure you're all aware that the Bipartisan Infrastructure Act and the new classification for the 0456 series wildland firefighters was announced today. It's official. You're getting a pay raise and you are officially wildland firefighters. So without further ado, I'd like to uh, have an episode to talk about this whole rigmarole that's going on on Capitol Hill. And this episode is going to be brought to you by none other than, well, you, everybody who believed in grassroots cause or NFFE's cause or supported their legislation or spread the word. This episode is brought to you by all of those folks who were involved with both of these organizations. So without further ado, I'd like to introduce two of my very good friends and friends of yours looking out for your best interests. We've got the NFFE and the Grassroots Wildland Firefighters. Welcome to the Anchor Point. Yeah, well, what is the next year? <clears throat> uh, I guess we'll just share the space. Yeah. <laughs> yeah we'll Looking a little tight in there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there, there's, you know, a good 40 more outside. So, oh, wow. It's a regular old party. So, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Anchor Point Podcast. They were actually doing a special live stream, and I had rushedly, if that's even a word, kind of like got some downloads, uh, some software to do some live streaming on multiple like social media places. So, we're going to see how it works. So, this is a I guess a beta test on whoever's out there uh, watching. Apparently we have nine people watching, which is awesome. So I'd like to introduce the NFFE and leadership from the NFFE and leadership from the grassroots wildland firefighters. And today we're going to be talking about the uh, bipartisan infrastructure bill. So who wants to start? I mean, this is kind of like a gathering to freeform talk about everything. Like what are the updates? Everybody's been looking for this for a long time. So take it away. All right. I, I guess I'll jump in. Um, hi, I'm Max Alonzo. Uh, I, uh, I am a business rep for National Federation of Federal Employees. I spent my entire career in the Forest Service in Region 3. Um, some of the people out there might know me, some might not. Uh, but this has been something that, that we've been working on for years. We've been, we've been pushing for a lot of different wildland issues. Um, to see this happen today is huge. It's historic. Um, there's, there's, a, there's a lot happening. There's a lot happening on the ground here in D.C. Uh, we're out here with quite a few wildland firefighters from around the country from the U.S. Forest Service. Um, right here, this is Steve Lankart. He's our legislative director and chief of staff. We got Mark Munoz. He's the president of Local 1650. You know, I'm going to let you guys yeah, introduce. Right. Hey, <laughs> how's it going? My name's uh, Mark Munoz. I'm an engine captain on the San Bernardino National Forest and the local 1650 president, which encompasses the Sequoia National Forest, Los Padres, the Angeles, and the San Bernardino. And it's over two decades uh, with the agency, you know, Big Bear, Alcreso Hotshots, Ramon Alatac. So definitely seen the struggle before I even came in while I've been here. And 
you better believe that we're, we're pushing and we're setting it real for all the folks, letting you know, letting them know what's going on and what we've been struggling with and going through. Nice. Uh, yeah, guys, I've been on before. Warner Vanderhill, I'll go by Andy. I'm the general vice president of the Forest Service Council, uh, engine captain. I'm in year 20 as well. Mark and I have, uh, haven't seen each other in 10 years, but we spent some time together with the apprenticeship program years ago, uh, doing stupid stuff fast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Steve Gutierrez, uh, engineer at uh, Angeles National Forest, uh, secretary treasurer <clears throat> for uh, Local 1650, which also represents the Angeles, the San Bernardino, the LP, as well as the San Ber- uh, the Sequoia. Uh, yeah, just here to, to share your voice with uh, members of Congress uh, this entire week and we got this great bit of news. Yeah. Awesome. And I'm Steve Lankard. I'm executive director of NEFI. Uh, never wildland firefighter. Was 14 years as a city firefighter outside of Chicago. Um, as all you guys know, um, city firemen think you guys are crazy for going in a forest. And you guys think we're crazy for going in burning buildings. But there's a healthy mutual respect of each other as a profession. So uh, it's an honor for me to represent uh, wildland firefighters up here. Um, and I think um, we've made some good gains over the past year or so. And I think the end of this year, we, we got some more, um, I think we're gonna have some more victories. They don't want to overpromise, but I think we're gonna have a good year. Awesome. Well, thank you for joining us, Luke. My name's Luke Mayfield. I'm the current vice president for the Grassroots Wildland Firefighters. Um, I spent 18 years with the United States Forest Service. My last 12 were spent on United States uh, interagency hotshot crews. Uh, I resigned in 2019 uh, for a plantable and livable income, and then the ulterior motive of taking part in the the stand up uh, or standing up what has become the grassroots wildland firefighters and providing a, a unified voice and a unified movement to see work workforce reforms uh, to positively affect uh, pay classification, comprehensive health and well-being, and federal employees' ability to maintain their, their sanity and their home lives and the ability to operate at a high level while in the field. Copy that. Well, everybody, thank you for joining uh, the Anger Point podcast today. Definitely appreciate it. And uh, yeah, uh, so like we were talking about earlier, big news. So it has been a fight, a struggle, a total pain for the last, what is that, since October, November, whenever it passed, the bipartisan infrastructure law. And uh, yeah, it's people were getting frustrated and there's been so much commotion and so much, I guess, stalling, it seems like, and the perceptions uh, of Forest Service and DOI leadership is that they're kind of just like beating around the bush with whatever's going on. But today is finally the day that they've announced something that's concrete and they put it out to the world. So I think it's really important that we recognize both of grassroots and uh, NFFE's efforts on Capitol Hill, because I don't think it would have gotten done with this unified uh, voice. I mean, we're all representing you guys are the union side of the house and with grassroots, we are the advocacy kind of side of the house, if that makes any sense. But we're all having one thing in common, and there's a lot of supporters behind us. With that being said, what are some of the major pertinence with the bipartisan infrastructure bill, uh, the announcement of the pay today? Well, I think I think one thing that's kind of interesting about the bill itself is um, the, the bill, the language that was in the original bill, with the infrastructure bill. Um, 
the language had to get through in a way that wasn't going to trigger certain roadblocks in Congress. And some of those roadblocks are if there's a cost associated with the bill, it's going to the balls going the bill will default to the um, Congressional Budget Budget Office, the CBO. And from there, a study will take place. How much will this cost? Um, how much, you know, is the increase to mandatory spending, to discretionary discretionary spending in the Congress? So that has a way when you get turned to CBO, um, it has a way of killing bills very, very quickly. Um, the, the language that was chosen was um, intentionally opaque in the sense that it didn't include a mandate. And if you notice, the, the language in the bill said that, you know, we are authorizing um, the government um, to pay uh, for retention and recruitment purposes, not simply to pay people more, but for re- re- retention and recruitment purposes based on geographic need. And it has to be um, agreed upon by mm-hmm. the secretary of whatever department and also the OPM director. So that is a lot of stipulation that has to go into a piece of legislation that upon implementation, anything go, can go wrong there. First of all, they can decide that a geographic area is very small or simply doesn't exist. You can simply have a, um, a, a um, a cabinet secretary disagree with the OPM director or, or, you know, vice versa. And then you have no agreement on that. It could be for a number of other reasons, because there's no mandate associated with the language in the bill. They did that intentionally because if you don't mandate it, you can get by CBO. You won't get rerouted. You won't get an extra hurdle. Um, but when you do that, you take the chance that maybe you're not going to get that bill in or uh, the bill implemented correctly at all, because so many people have to come together and agree on the same thing and so forth. So um, grassroots and NEPI, um, from very early on, uh, once the bill was passed, the first thing we did was to send the message, look, um, you know, it's a national workforce. Um, people are hired, doesn't matter where you're hired from or, you know, you're going to get deployed all over the U.S., um, so, you know, think of wildland firefighters as a national workforce. Uh, don't think of it as a geological constraint that, oh, we have trouble hiring people in one state and not another. It doesn't mean that that, uh, means that we don't have a problem in that one area. You have a problem everywhere. Um, it's a national workforce. The national workforce works together. It gets moved all around the country. So first of all, the geographic area thing, while it was necessary for this to, to evade a CBO score, um, was absolutely irrelevant to us uh, and the grassroots that um, um, we didn't want that to be a tipping point for who gets something and who doesn't. And the other thing is, um, you know, we needed the OPM director and the secretaries of the cabinets to also agree that this is something that's needed. Um, And there's no guarantee that that's going to happen. In this particular administration, um, NEPI and grassroots started working with the administration early on saying this is wildland firefighting has been a problem for years. Um, the crisis is getting worse every year. Um, this is the time to do something about this because we are, we are literally in crisis mode. So the administration caught on to that. Um, um, President Biden um, initially did an executive order offering people at least up to $15 an hour, which is a great start. Um, it was the best he could do at that time politically and get away with it. Um, but then from then we went on um, to say that, you know, a lot more needs to be done. And that was so we started lobbying um, the executive branch in the White House right away saying that it has to be a national workforce. It has to be 
extremely inclusive of people that are not only primarily firefighters, but also people that are secondary. So it's not only people on the fire line, but there's people behind the scenes, you know, heavy equipment operators, um, logistics people, emergency communications people who are all deployed into the same areas and you know, breathing the same smoke as anybody else. Uh, just because they're a little bit behind the fire line doesn't make any difference. Um, so um, we were really excited this week to hear that a lot of those um, thoughts and pleas um, were honored. Um, and as far as we can tell, I mean, they you know the devil's in the details, um, but as far as we can tell, um, both the USDA and DOI and OPM agreed that it is going to be a national issue. It's not going to be constrained by geographic area. And they are widening it to as many people as uh, as many positions, different kind of series, occupational series as possible. Um, and we were very specific, too, that you need to include uh, seasonal and uh, seasonal temps as well, too, because um, everyone's in the same boat. So um, as of right now, we're optimistic. That is the case. Um, they said so. Um, you know, with any bill that's passed out of Congress, it all comes down to implementation. Um, I always tell people, uh, you know, a third of your mission is to get something passed through Congress is as hard as that is. Two thirds is implementation because everything can go wrong after the bill is passed out of Congress. So, so that, that was unforeseen consequence kind of things. For, sorry, that does uh, unforeseen consequence kind of things. Well, absolutely. I mean, anything around I me, mean, you know, let's let's face it, um, you know, whether your political loyalties lie, um, if this was three years ago, right now, absolutely no raises would have happened. They would have come up with some excuse. The OPM director would have disagreed with the cabinet and so forth. You would have gotten absolutely zero, even if you got the same bill passed. So in this particular administration, um, they are favorable to wildland fighters. But still, we have to go up there and we have to talk to the administration and say why this is extremely urgent. It's not good enough to pass a bill. We have to tell them that right now people are suffering. They need this now, today now. It's not just a loss of our talent and a loss of our expertise and a failure to attract um, new talent in. It's the people who are continuing to stay on the job. Um, they and their families are, are suffering right now. Um, and if you know, you're know you on the job for eight, 10 years, you're still making $20 an hour, that is absolutely miserable compared to you know the, the jobs that they do every day and we're seeing their lives and so forth. So it, it's just because it was passed. It was supported. Everyone thinks it's a great idea. It's good for America. None of those things really matter. It comes down to implementation, forcing people to step up to the plate and get things done. And that's what we did over the past few months. And that's what we're very excited right now. Um, this, you know, again, delves in the details. We're getting a brief tomorrow uh, that goes into more details. But what we've seen right now, we're very excited. We're very happy about this. And it absolutely is a huge hurdle that we crossed over um, with the asterisk that, you know, if we have to further define things or if there's a group of people that's been left out, we'll go after them as well, too. But um, by all means, I think everybody um, should feel that today was a pretty great day. Uh, and we'll see where the, the weeks and months come from this. And we're not done. I mean, we have legislation on the Hill. We have other things that we're going to do. This was just, uh, this is a Band-Aid on the issue, on the problem, getting money into people's pockets who are out there on the fire line and behind the fire line. Uh, but we're not done. And we've been working for a long time in the Congress. We have a lot of stuff um, ready to go. It was very hard to get the Congress to move legislatively before the executive branch came out with the occupational series information without the pay information because it's simply it's hard to make a law uh, in the legislative branch without knowing what the executive branch is doing. So um, we're at that point now where everyone has shown their cards. They're all up on the table. 
And from here, now we can start to um, patch some of those gaps that we know exist, but we know what we're dealing with. And to add on to that, that's where grassroots wildland firefighters is going to come in for making, well, assisting in making those changes permanently. I think this, you, what you said there is that this is kind of a band-aid solution to an arterial bleed. However, Tim's act, Tim's act is going to be one of the, one of those things that's going to hopefully get the tourniquet on it and get him to definitive care. Now I know there's also a lot, that's a big, big bill to chew on, right? Uh, Luke, do you want to explain Tim's act? And it's, uh, I guess it's importance and its relevance to the bipartisan uh, infrastructure bill. Yeah, I mean, first and foremost, I, you know, just pointing out that everything that NIFI's done and Grassroots has done as force multipliers in conjunction with each other, whether coordinated or not, you know, these are topics that have, this has been the conversation on the fire line for over 30 years with the original founding members, um, the R5 hotshots that stood up the FWFSA in the late 80s and carried that conversation on through the 90s, um, only to see it you know, reignited recently and become a, a uni unified effort and voice uh, to see the change that we're seeing right now. And today is absolutely historic. This is 30 years of people's blood, sweat and tears um, and a lot of folks owe a debt of gratitude to those original 12 R5 hotshots that started this conversation. Um, and I think I got the numbers right that it was 12 members that started it up. As far as budget and infrastructure and how Tim's Act uh, worked together, Tim's Act and our uh, is the permanent solution and what right looks like. Is it what it's going to look like in the Senate? Um, who knows? I think that there's a good chance that the portions of Tim's act become broken up on the Senate side uh, and are able to act a little bit like Voltron at the end of the day where they come back together and are very similar to the House version of, of what you see now in Tim's act as a standalone bill. But as a standalone bill on the Senate side, it might be difficult and then it might be broken up. And then, like I said, be able to put back together once that stuff comes through. Uh, and honestly, you know, again, more full force multiplication there with different senators picking up different portion of Tim's act to ensure that we have bipartisan support and the, the permanent um, solutions that, that the workforce needs because everybody knows budget and infrastructure is temporary. So coming up with the permanent solutions and what uh, that permanent, what right looks like, and then what, how you can make it to where you can expand or contract on that, depending on change in times. And um, so that, that's my take on the correlation of, of budget infrastructure and Tim's Act. Tim's Act on the House side right now is a standalone and what Tim's Act becomes later on in the uh, Senate. Yeah, it's it's a it's a lot. It's um, I know Tim's Act is a, a very large piece of legislation and, uh, you know, things like this, these little wins that we're seeing right now from both the collaboration between grassroots and NFFE. Things like this, these small little uh, wins, if you will, I think they're really important to the overall bigger picture because it's just like climbing Everest. There's several base camps. You don't summit that thing in a, a day, right? So I would say this is a huge, I agree, but I, this is more than a small win. Like this is it's a, pretty historic, monumental. a historic day it's historic. for yes. wildland <laughs> firefighters. Uh, the next step, like people have talked about, if the Biden bonuses were the tourniquet budget and infrastructure, the, the classification is huge. 
um, the supplemental pay, if that's the transport to next level of care, then whether it's TIMS Act or versions of TIMS Act, if that's the, the full recovery and release from the hospital, and that's the work that remains. Um, and it's, it's a lot of work. Oh, and yeah. it's going to take a, a lot of voices at the table, uh, NIFI, grassroots, and um, really whoever wants to stand up and, and see change happen. But uh, this is a historic day, but there is a lot of work to be done. Um, and I believe, like Steve said, the devil's in the details. Is it going to be perfect right now, today? No. Is it going to be perfect tomorrow? Um, but even hearing from folks at the Washington office and others, uh, that there's room to make it right. And if, if it's not interpreted the way it should be, there's room to make sure it is interpreted that way. Um, hey, guys, real quick, I just want to introduce Randy Irwin. Um, I think a lot of you guys... Uh, know our president. I saw you sneak um, in there, Randy. <laughs> our, our, our national president here. Um, he's been super supportive for years of wildland firefighters. I mean, even when I was still with the Forest Service and before I got this job, he was he, he was the guy to go to if he needed something done. So nice. I don't know if you want to talk. Can I get? I want to go to the other side, so I'm not a, a silhouette. Are you, yeah, yeah. That, Are you guys doing the rotate stage here? We're gonna flip it around. <laughs> There's a few more people here in the room. Oh man, the light is so much better on that side of the house there. <laughs> <laughs> this this nephew silhouette stuff is strange. Oops. That's Hi, folks. How's it going? How many people do we have on this call here? Currently, we had 34, and a couple dropped off. We were up to like about 50 earlier. So. Okay. The wind was, we were, out, we were up on the rooftop in Nephi. The wind was blowing around. My hair's all messed up. So <laughs> sorry about that. You're all good. Uh, guys, congratulations. Congratulations to everybody. What, what, a, what, a, what a historic day. Um, you know, obviously we're, we're very, 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 very happy. This has been decades uh, in the making. Um, you know, uh, you know, it, it was, there's a, a lot of uh, credit to go around. Uh, you know, and so I just want to say thank you and the congratulations to everybody, you know, on, on this, if you're on this call, you're a wildland firefighter or closely associated with one. And, uh, you know, it, it was, it was not, it was not easy. It was not easy. It was kind of a labor of love by, by a lot of people. And I'm so proud of the, the way that wildland firefighters have stepped up and, and kind of, um, really commanded the power that, that they need, that they deserve. And, uh, you know, um, you know, I just stepped in a few minutes ago and heard some of the commentary, but you know, this, this really is just the tip of the iceberg. I mean, this is, this is life changing, you know, for wildland firefighters. Like, I mean, I think we're very clearly saying, Hey, wildland firefighters are going to be respected and they're going to be, they're, they're going to be, you know, given, given, you know, given what they deserve, given what they've earned, which, which has not happened in a very, very long time. So, you know, again, everybody should be proud of that. I mean, this is a definitive moment that is, that is going to change, you know, wildland fire, federal wildland firefighting in this country, I think forever. I think I, I really think forever. Um, but, uh, but, you know, with that said, there's a long way to go. Um, we're not done, you know? And so, so we got two years where wildland firefighters are going to be paid what, what they deserve. Um, you know, and, and then the funding runs out. And so that's, so that's, so that's great because it hadn't been done. 
you know, so, so you got to break new ground before you kind of move forward. Um, but there's a lot of work to do. Um, we got to get the job series, right. Where we are holding the administration's feet to the fire. Like you would not believe, you know, we are not going to let them get that wrong. Okay. So, so, I mean, we need, we need, we need to have a, a job series that, that is, that reflects the work that, that, uh, yeah, reflects the work that's, that's being done out there. And so, um, so we're going to get that right. Um, you know, I obviously can't make guarantees, but, but from the feedback we've gotten so far, I would say I'm optimistic. I was optimistic about the news coming out that came out today and I'm optimistic about the job series going forward. Um, but, but the fight, the real fight is beyond that. I think we're good. We're good. We're going to be good for the next two years. But but beyond that, man, we could be right in the sa- back in the same boat that we are right now because we don't have any funding beyond that, and uh, and that's that's a heavy lift, man. Anytime that you're asking people to you know Congress to spend some money that you know that that they'd rather go to some other priority, you know we we there, there's nobody other than us wildland firefighters, you know th- that and, and the organizations Nephi grassroots, okay. If we're not going to fight for ourselves, there's nobody that's going to fight for. Nobody's going to fight that fight for us. So, you know, we got two years where things are going to be pretty good, you know, finally getting the respect that we deserve. But beyond that, man, there are no guarantees whatsoever. And, you know, I'll tell you what, you know, I want to see long term change. I don't want to see, I don't want to see two years and then going back to the same crap. Yeah. Two years is not going to cut it, man. Absolutely not. No way. <laughs> Sorry. Two years. It's like, all right. So we're already having this like huge, uh, I guess, mass exodus. If you were to, like on my last show with Bree uh, Orcasitas, we we're talking about the mass exodus and it's usually that conversation is revolving around pay. So now if you give something like this pay increase, right, the 20% or 20 or the 50%, 25 or $20,000 cap uh, sure. and you take that away. People are going to be leaving in droves. And that's one thing that grassroots is also highlighted too. And we've, we've sure. seen it Absolutely. all and you've seen it. Yeah. And I mean, it's, it's no big secret. So it'd be political suicide if they were to take away that away for whoever's in the administration at that time. Sure. And, and you know, and that, obviously that's, that's a point that we made with the administration, you know, but you know, cause it applies right now as well. But, but, uh, but you know, it shouldn't, it shouldn't, it shouldn't have to come down to threats. It comes down to building our power so that so that nobody would ever consider uh, messing with wildland firefighters the way that they have, the way they abuse temp abuse, the way that they've just let pay run away and be nowhere even close to adequate anymore. You know, we need long term. We need, we need to address this long term. And, you know, the, the, the truth is, I mean, we're organ, it, it, for Nephi, you know, we're labor organizers. It, 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 it's, it's about empowering our people to make the change long term, to kind of come together and, and with our partners, with, the, with, with grassroots. I got to say, I love grassroots. You guys are doing great work. You know, congratulations, everybody that was a part of it. You know what I mean? The union's got an important role to play, too. So it's not mutually exclusive. We're, we're you know, it's, it's it, we're, we're one in the same. You know, we're trying to do we have the same exact objective. But, you know, we, we need long term solution to the problem of wildland firefighters not being respected. A two year reprieve is great and it's never been done. And so, you know, we're going to be celebrating tonight. 
you know, and I, and I hope everybody else is. I hope a know? lot of people yeah. are. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I could, could barely keep a secret. I got a call. I got called over to the, uh, you know, uh, Secretary Holland, uh, Secretary Vilsack, OPM director. They told me yesterday I could barely keep a lid on it. <laughs> they said, let, let, let us make the announcement at 5 a.m. tomorrow. I said, okay, I'm going to shut up. I called, called Max and a couple other people. But, yeah. but you know, hey, you know, we, we need a long-term solution. and. And, and that means, that means in, you know, continuing, like, I gotta say the, the engagement that we have seen over the last couple of years is beautiful. And we're getting a real taste of what we can do when we claim our power. You know, when we say, you know what, we're going to change this, we're going to change this. We're going to, we're going to let Congress know how bad things are going and, and leverage every, every, every lever of power that we can, you know, do with the administration, you know, you name it, we're going to pull to, to, to make the changes that we want to make. And, and, and that's what it takes. That's what it takes. I mean, you think structural firefighters are, are, are dealing with the crap that wildland firefighters are, you know, no, no, they're not. Not a chance. You know what I mean? So, so but we got to step up. We got to, you know, continue this momentum that we've built. And if we do, let me tell you, because we're in a great spot. I mean, this is a bipartisan coalition. You can't find bipartisan coalitions in Washington anymore. This is a real one. You got union people. You got you got rural communities coming together to solve like major society problems. You know what I mean? Like. I mean, this makes me feel hopeful about government, hopeful about like bipartisanship that is like doesn't almost not existent today, you know, and, and that, you know, we all collectively made that happen, you know, and changed and changed our lives and made society safer, made communities safer and, and, and put some food on our on our family's plate at the same time. You know what I mean? You should be proud. Everybody on this call should be proud as proud as hell. You know, I am. Yeah, um, but uh, but we got it. But we got to keep it going because if we rest on our laurels, um, you know, it'll be two years and that's it. You know, and and so so this is the tip of the iceberg. We're going to get the job series right. But let me tell you that that additional funding that's going to solve this problem, actually fund this problem, so that so that we you know so that do that wildland firefighter pay. And of course, as you all know, that's just the tip of the iceberg because you know, there's a million other issues. That's probably the most pressing. That's the first one that needs to be addressed. But, um, you know, those haven't been solved yet. Not, not in the long term to any degree. And so we got to continue this momentum and, uh, you know, and that, and that's the plan. So, you know, we're, we're happy to continue to collaborate with everybody and, and just, just the role that every individual played, you know, I'm so, I'm so proud. And, and yet everybody should feel really, really good because, you know, and, and I was telling this to the, to the, to the, to, to, uh, to the OPM director and to, and to the, to the secretaries there. I was like, Hey man, it doesn't happen very often that we got a real society problem and we actually address it where they actually listen, listen to the workers. They listen, they were going down the road, the wrong road a month ago. They were, they were, they were figuring out why haven't we gotten this, this pay raise yet? What's taking so long? Well, we're trying to figure out who should get it, who, who should get screwed <laughs> out of the raise that they deserve. You know what I mean? And, and guess what? We, we said, we, 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 you know, we delivered a message that says, if you get this wrong, you're going to have a disaster on your hands. But they listened, they listened and heard us and then came out and made the right decision. So, you know, I, I'm proud of them for that. I think they deserve some credit for that. And there's a long way to go. There's a long way to go, but man, good start. 
good start and congratulations to everybody who helped make it happen. Oh yeah. It's a solid start. And, uh, I think that that's one thing that, you know, the, uh, the pairing of NFFE and the grassroots wildland firefighters, it's, it's like a unified yeah. voice. Right. And that's one thing that sure. I've noticed in the recent few years, like 10 years ago when I was fighting fire, 11 years ago, when I first started, like, it just seemed like fire wildland firefighters were just like a blip on the radar. They disappear off in the woods for two weeks and they come back home, load up in their buggies and they're off to the next one. Right now yeah. it's the tables have turned. It seems that now that wildland firefighters do have a voice and have the power, like the power is actually in yes. the boots on the ground's hands and they have the power yeah. to change things in Congress, sure. in wherever with pay, mental health, uh, even other things like the, um, the presumptive illness uh, sure. stuff, the presumptive illness bill that just was recently passed as well. And there's gonna be more down the road. And I think it's very important sure. that we recognize that uh, the unified voice between grassroots and an FFE is giving people power and it's power that never people have never had before. True. Well, and I think as well, a unified voice with people inside the agency that want that know what right looks like and are advocating and pushing administratively to, to pull those administrative levers that they can that aren't legislative. And there's a multitude of them. Um, and I won't name them because I don't even know if I can publicly, but <laughs> it's like fight club. You bring that up, Luke. It's important that you bring that up because there, there, there are people within the administration that, that are working with us. And yeah, and, and, and they give a shit. And I know that it is their number one priority to not only see what has come out and on a time compressed basis, people are going to throw rocks at. Uh, you know, what has come out from classification and pay, it's still a, a work in progress and they're still willing to listen and include um, and expand the picture of what right looks like. And, and to your point about, you know, unified and force multipliers, like from 2007 through 2019, these conversations happened on a hillside and then people went on their merry way. Sure. Um, and came back broke. Like the the fact that there are platforms and organizations to provide that unity and that unified voice in the same message uh, is huge. And it, it didn't exist, you know, three four years ago. So I think that alone and, and the the ability to continue that um, and provide a voice for for the boots on the ground is, is something that certainly needs to be carried on. And that's, what's going to keep it in the media and keep the voice fresh in Washington, DC um, and in the agencies to where we see the legislative uh, levers pulled and the administrative levers pulled to see this all come together and work. Sure. Oh, absolutely. But aside from this, uh, like the, I guess, immeasurable amount of success that this represents on Capitol <laughs> Hill. Let's talk about some of the pertinence uh, with the bipartisan infrastructure plan. I mean, now there are some unknowns and we're not going to get into those because we don't want to give any information out there that could be changed or something that's hearsay. We don't want to give out anything that's yeah, just that's speculation, speculative at all. So as far as the pay, what does that mean? So I'm looking at section one on that firefighter uh, temporary papers provision uh, list that was released earlier today by the uh, by the joint, I guess, interagency. So you got the, all agencies in the DOI and um, the United States Forest Service. So that section one thing, the 50 percent base salary, whichever is less or twenty thousand dollars a year, uh, whichever is less. What does that mean? <laughs> I know that's a tough one. So, I mean, it only applies to certain people. So as far as just the knowns, cause we're not going to speculate on anything like that. 
do who who does that apply to what does that mean when are we going to start seeing stuff do we even know any of that stuff so 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 what we know is what we've been told and and uh from, from what i've been told what we asked for we're getting um and and we did ask that that all primary and secondary uh positions would be included um and from what i know that's where we're at um, no GS cap. No, yeah, exactly. No, no wage grade cap. It was just, yeah, I'm, I'm sure there'll be some, the, 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 there's going to be stuff to fix. We all know that. Yep. Always. So, is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, but as far as I know, and like I said, um, you know, I got this news last night, uh, or yesterday and, uh, you know, I had to keep a cap on it till this morning and that was pretty hard. Um, and, uh, today we just kind of, hit the ground running. We've been on the hill all day. Uh, we got back here and, and, and I haven't really had a chance to go through every line. Um, I don't know if you have Luke. Um, to a certain extent, uh, I am trying to also perform my, my day job duties, but yeah, to a certain extent, I mean, primary and secondary, it sounds like there will be some secondary positions, um, that aren't in the 6C category that'll have mm-hmm. to be included at a later date, but primary, secondary, like uh, Andy said, no GS cap. It sounds, and I, on the call that we heard from the DOI, um, the pay is going to hit pocketbooks uh, in pay period 14. And I, the one thing I'm not totally clear on and, and just need someone with more intel because I haven't filled out paycheck aid or prefixes or any of that stuff in quite a while. Um, is the overtime FLSA pay and the back pay associated with overtime. Cause I don't, we didn't know that that was going to be a part of it. And that's a huge win. I think for all the boots on the ground. Yeah. So honestly, like I said, that, that was, that was kind of the information I got. Um, we, as you know, you guys have been putting a ton of pressure on Congress and the administration. We've been putting a ton of pressure on Congress and the administration and the administration. And I, I think we kind of got to this breaking point. They knew we were going to be here this week and they said, okay, get it done, roll it out, give them what they want. And, and that, that's where we're at. And so now we have to be like, okay, well, what exactly was it? <laughs> you know, like, like, let's, let's look through all this, make sure we, we know what we're talking about. It's like you need and, a courtroom transcriber. They have the, the breakdown in that fact sheet of, of yeah, what, they do. What, in, what is enacted when, whether it's 20K or the 50%. And I don't remember. There's a GS break and a GS slash step break on what is what, but then it does... I think some of the questions that we've been getting, you know, pretty commonly asked, it doesn't currently affect, uh, it's not counted towards your retirement. It's a base pay supplement. So it goes to the base hours that you work in a per pay period. Um, and and it's calculated off of that. And that's part of those permanent solutions. And that picture that needs to be painted when permanent solutions come forward is what does the pay table look like? And then what does the pay look like that is going to positively affect uh, retirement and benefits and overtime towards retirement, hazard pay towards retirement in a perfect world. I'm not saying any of that is written in stone or or part of any legislation, but uh, that's part of the permanent solution. But as part of a bridge, I mean, geez, $20,000 pay raise, no less than 50%. And now you're, you're classified as a firefighter versus a forestry technician that has to justify 
you know, first responder benefits when you've been catastrophically injured or your family member's been killed. Now you're a freaking firefighter and a first yeah. responder yeah. with, uh, you know, hopefully the, the proper classification and pay and position descriptions to fully describe uh, all of the um, operational things that folks are engaged in. I know Steve-O and the Cali folks know it well between SCBAs, uh, vehicle accidents, the medical stuff, and just the leadership in general from physical training programs to medical response to, to being HR for your folks. I mean, the, the list is endless of, of what folks have been doing for a long time with less. And, and to see this step, like folks have said numerous times, this is it's a historical day and people should, should certainly be celebrating, um, but a lot of work to, to, to make permanent right. Well, you know, Brandon, you said, you know, you were talking about it earlier. Um, this, this, this is a giant win, but when we're done, it's not going to be a giant win. This is going to be a small win when we're done. Okay. Because there's so much more to do. Um, yeah. We are chipping away and I know you guys are, are following it and you're part of it. And like, as a, as a group, as one unified force, we're chipping away at this stuff. Um, I mean, yeah, it was a policy change and not law, but we did get presumptive illness in the OWCP uh, and we got the special claims unit. That was huge. I mean, we got we have a, a good friend here, Marty Walsh, uh, Department of Labor Secretary. Uh, I mean, he he flew out. He, he came down to the NIFI office. He asked us what we needed, what he could do. And, and we were able to tell him. And uh, then a couple months later, uh, he flies out to, to L.A. to meet with me and gut and a few other guys and say, Hey, I listened to you. It's policy, but you know what? That can go away. Just like this is going to go away unless we get stuff done legislatively. So, so that's what we all have to do. Um, anybody listening to this, you got to write your Congressman, you got to follow the issues. Um, you really have to get involved. Uh, get, yeah, yeah. Get, get involved with grassroots, get involved with NIFI, um, do stuff on your own. This is a, this is your career. This is your livelihood. So, you, I mean, I, I get so sick of seeing people bitch about things and not stand up and do something about it. Well, it's so, the easy way I mean, out, right? I mean, it's easy to just sit there and have that mop up bitch session or you, your bitching buddy on the line. Right. Yeah. And you know, yeah. you can actually do something about it. And this right here is just exactly proof. I mean, this whole bipartisan infrastructure bill, that's huge. And I think yeah. that another thing that uh, a lot of people miss today is the whole classification thing too. That's another huge win, right? Giant. Yeah. I mean, that, yeah. Is, that is the most, you're, you're a firefighter now. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah. You're a firefighter, well, not when you're yeah. in the ground, but while you're yeah. on it. Yay. Yeah. 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 And, and, and guess what? This has been the disconnect with Washington in the field for, for decades. Okay. They, they see a line. All right. They're bean counters. They see a line and they don't see wildland firefighter. They don't know. They don't know we're up there. All right. Um, they, they see forestry technician. And $15 an hour sounds pretty damn good for a forestry technician. Um, but a wildland firefighter, some of the most skilled uh, firefighters in the world that are, that are training the people that they're paying well, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it's, it's time for a change. It's time to let people know. And, and I, everybody's got to stand up and everybody's got to do their part. I don't want to, I don't want to hear anybody bitching unless they're doing something. So. No, you're uh, absolutely right, man. <laughs> And if I can, yeah, I want to kind of echo, echo on this a little bit, um, kind of just echoing off, uh, you know, what Max was talking about. 
a, a lot of folks think they don't have any type of word or say. I mean, for throughout many years, I had probably less words of encouragement, more than encouragement saying it's a lost cause. You're fighting for nothing. It's never going to change, blah, 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 blah. But here we are. You got myself, Gut, and a lot of other folks from throughout the region that are sitting here on Capitol Hill, not sugarcoating anything, but letting the folks what we do, like you're saying, the medical aids, let them know that we're just not helping out and participating in other things outside of wildland fire, but let them know that we're division group supervisors, incident commanders on all types of incidents, whether it's natural disasters, the COVID, giving out the vaccine, whatnot. So my, my biggest challenge to the folks is to get plugged in and have a voice. I'm, I'm nothing special, dude. I'm just boots on the ground, you know? So if I'm over here sitting down with congressmen and women and over here, let them know what we do, what we go through, all the pros and cons and what they're about to, the negative impacts about to happen. If they don't take care of the wildland firefighters, you know, my challenge to you folks out there that are listening to this podcast is get plugged in. There's no reason you can't get plugged in and have a voice. You got the money now. So money's there. <laughs> you put in towards it. I'll, I'll be honest with you with on the NIFI side of things. We're as strong as our members. When they saw a lot of people getting it, signing up, becoming members, they saw, man, there sure is a lot of wildland firefighters part of this organization. So they started listening more. Then you have myself and Gud in that, in that room over here, spilling it all out. Everything that we've bitched and moaned about in that mop-up session and whatnot, we let it be known 110% out there. So I, my challenge to you folks out there is just to get plugged in, get plugged in, have a voice and tie in with one of us and we'll make it happen. Oh yeah. And you got two options right here too. I mean, you got grassroots, which is a donation based. It's a 501 C it's a nonprofit, right? And you do also have a union, which I don't know what the rules are uh, with union forests or if w- whatever that applies to, I've never belonged to a union force. So you got two options right here. This is sitting in this very same digital broadcasting room, right? Luke, well, I agree. If you have, if you have Niffy where we're at today and grassroots, I mean, coming together where we're at today and imagine where we're going to be at next week and next month and next year working together. Cause like, again, it's just a bandaid, right? But if we come together strong with both and everybody else joining in on the fight, it's not going to be a two year thing. This is going to be lifelong. And that's what we need. Lifelong for all the folks who sacrificed, whether it's getting burned over suicide, cancer, we're, we're fighting for them. That's why I'm here. And I, I want to jump in too, so... I'm, you introduce yourself, Aaron. I'm I'm Aaron Kidwell. I'm the Region 6 CVP. And so I'm a timber tech, great. And um, I, I'm seeing, I see a lot of comments of people, you know, saying we haven't done a lot, but it, I just want to remind people that this is your union. You can stand up. You can get paid on official time to do this work. I do a lot of official time doing efforts for people that doesn't benefit me, but I see the value in our union and it's, and I'm really excited to see all these, we got a lot of young new fire people and I do militia with fire you guys. And you guys are some of the most to me organized people. And if we get you guys into leadership and we get you guys into these roles, we can actually get stuff implemented because you guys know how to make decisions. And I do, you know, I'm, I'm in timber. I see all this NEPA stuff. I see people not making decisions all the time. And I, when I look in the fire organization, I see people who make decisions and who know how to get things done. And we need you guys to kind of step up and, and take this. This is your guys. Don't, don't come to me and say, what have you done for me? Because, you know, I got my priorities too. I'm trying to help people as well, but you guys can take this. You can do it on official time. There is so much time that you guys are not taking advantage of. I mean, I can't get, I know we're all, we all have agency jobs, but there is so much time that people can put in there and you guys to take advantage of this time and to be 
doing great things for yourself and unions as great as you. We've done a lot in the past. Unions have done a lot of things. We're a new generation. We have new concerns. This is your, you guys have a moment going on here. You got a movement going on here and I'm excited to see what you guys are going to do with it. And I'm take, take it, do it. And that's another thing too. You mentioned something very powerful there. It's like, yeah, you have the ability to bitch and moan and cry about it. Right. And, uh, also complain about like the systems that are the vehicles of change. However, if you're a paying dues member, or if you're just generally interested in it, you it's, it's like that old adage, right? Like, Hey, don't come to me with problems unless you got a solution. Well, why don't you not come to me with problems unless you want to be a part of the solution? I think that's a bigger, bigger thing. And you got two options right here. And yeah, I don't see retaliation. Honestly, I'm, I'm just like, go get her. I'm like, I'm going to go you know, I'm going to tell you guys what's up and I'm not getting retaliated. I know people say there's retaliation out there. I haven't seen it there. You know, everyone has it, but there are some. don't worry about that. People, everybody really likes what really I've seen a lot of support for the union, even yeah. supervisors, management. Don't worry about that. So it's not going to hurt your career. Hey guys, it's better yeah. your career. Right, right, right now, anybody, anybody in the forest service is their, their best friends are grassroots and NIFI. I mean, period. Uh, it doesn't matter if you're in fire or not, because all this stuff is going to spill over. Yeah. I mean, once we get done with this, we're just going to make everybody else's jobs easier and better. All right. And and it is all grassroots and NIFI. So uh, there's not there's not one person. I mean, Vilsack, he, he's he's on our side. You know, he, he's he wants to help us out. He knows we're doing good things for 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 the employees here. So it's just like Aaron said, no, nobody's. If you get involved, your supervisors are just going to be happy. And, and if they're not, I, I, well, I, they don't, I don't have know. To know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't really know what they're thinking, yeah. but, but, um, but yeah, so, but yeah, I, I just, I mean, I, I want to thank you guys, man. Um, it, it's, it's been awesome getting to know you guys over the last uh, couple of years now and, and seeing all that you've done. Um, it lights a fire under our asses. <laughs> I'm sure we do the same for you. And, and we're all just, hitting it from either side, but with one unified force and, and that's how we're going to get stuff done and, and, and we're going to keep doing it. And like I've said before, anybody watching this, get involved with, with get involved with both of these organizations. I mean, you don't have to pick one. This is you get involved with all of us. This is, this is one movement. Okay. Yeah. And I've, I've said that in the past, I'm, I'm an advocate for advocacy. So wildland firefighters, there hasn't been a lot of folks in this community. It's been fire family looking out for fire family and GoFundMe accounts and, and uh, the wildland firefighter foundation, but there hasn't been a lot of folks looking out for people. So advocate for advocacy, one voice, a unified voice, you know, at a bare minimum, just go to the, the grassroots page and click get involved and get your mom to get involved and get your dad to get involved and your aunts and your uncles over Thanksgiving. The messages are pre-typed and go specifically to your representatives in the House and Senate. Uh, the, the bigger the voice, the stronger the message and the more change and the quicker you're going to see the change. So. Uh, again, it's a historic day, but uh, it, there's a long road ahead um, to, to make this permanent change and, and turn it into a, a career that is a career that people can um, go home to on a year over year basis and retire, you know, happily or at least hopefully happily. So, so given uh, that we don't have all the answers right now and we'll get them as they come. Um, uh, are, are we, are we going to be answering questions 
with with you know everybody understanding that hey, half these questions we might have to say you know get a hold of us later. <laughs> you know, I think- I'm with that. I, I'd, I'd like people to voice their concerns and. And uh, maybe throw some questions out and see if we can answer anything. Yeah, absolutely. If you guys are comfortable with that uh, from both parties here from Grassroots and uh, NFFE, um, if you guys would like to answer some of those questions, I know that we kind of scheduled a, a little Q&A ske- uh, session, but we have a lot of gray area that we have to navigate through and find exactly. out the exact. That's that's the problem. Exactly. So. Um, yeah, I'll, uh, put a shout out on, uh, Instagram and social media real quick and, uh, we can get into a, uh, little bit of a Q and a session as far as that. But I do have a couple questions in the chat right now. Uh, Margaret Jones, is there talk about movement towards getting rid of the age limit for PFT jobs? This doesn't sound like, uh, there's part of the infrastructure bill. Um, unless you guys happen to know something that's planned for the future. So the age out timeline, the 37 and a half. Yeah, so um, I have heard that they are possibly looking at uh, upping that kind of like they did when, when it used to be 35. Um, I don't know if that's just a policy change. I don't think it's a legislative change, but I've heard grumblings of that uh, going on. So you've heard they, it. They are kind of doing that in the gray area with veterans. They, they have to sign that yeah. waiver. So um, that's really what I know. I don't want to get into it more, but um, I've heard grumblings. Copy that. Luke, have you heard anything about that? I'm the same boat as Andy. Um, I think the only gray area there is with that land management workforce flexibility act. And I don't know enough to speak intelligently to it. So I'm, I'm not going to touch it, but I'll work on finding an answer if others. Copy that. That might be something to be working on in the future here. And yeah. let's see, let's see if we got any more. Uh, second question we got is from Margaret again. Uh, what about back pay for folks who have swapped agencies per se, like the Forest Service to NWS or Fish and Wildlife to BLM, any of that stuff? Do we have any information on that? I would double check the shit out of your pay stubs, but I would assume that if you're in the system that you would be uh, eligible for those those pay raises, but systems talking to systems will probably take some phone calls with HR. I, I would feel that you, you are entitled to that, but like, like Luke said, double check your pay stubs. And, and, uh, if there's a discrepancy, um, hell call us, you know, get a hold of us. That that's, that's kind of where we fit in. Copy that. All right, let's go through some other uh, questions here. We've already confirmed the retroactive payments, right? Now that's going all the way back to October 1, 2021, correct? Yes, sir. sir. (laughs) Okay, that was a big one. Uh, What about wage grade? I know like the dozer operators out there, the wage grade folks, um, they have a lot of questions. They want to be included with this. Been getting that question all day. Yes, wage grades included. Copy that. 60 wage grade, exactly. Okay. Here's another important question. So for those temporary seasonal folks out there, uh, Margaret Jones is asking basically, uh, how the breakdown would work for, uh, the seasonals. Now I know that the 1039 appointments, uh, that's a six month work schedule. Now, does that money apply to say the 30, uh, the, uh, 1039 employees. And mm-hmm. if they go yes. over, what if they go over their term? Yeah. It's going to be yeah, based yeah, off yeah, your paycheck. Work. Yeah. Yep. Any work. As long as you're getting base pay, but you're not going to get it once you're in non-pay status or essentially laid off by the feds. Exactly. But if you're worked, you, if you work, you're getting a supplement. Copy that. I'm just taking some notes here. Q&A session. There we go. 
All right, let's go uh, scrolling down here. A lot of people are asking in the comments about the uh, how the incentive, the pay supplement will be taxed. And I'm just going to be assuming that- <laughs> This is America. It'll be taxed. <laughs> it's going to be taxed. Yeah. Exempt. Yeah, go exempt. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so let's clear up the overtime thing, just in case people that are listening to it now, uh, in case they did not hear it before. <laughs> Yeah. Um, need more clarification. Yeah. On that. Can we get back to that one? Okay. So we need some clarification on the overtime. Yeah. Uh, what yeah, about I your people? I want to definitely have clarification on all that before we start talking on it. Copy that. I know there's a big thing with the FLSA and the exempt, non-exempt, exactly. all that yeah. stuff. It gets complicated real quick. It sure does. Too complicated. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Too, complicated <laughs> Too complicated for today. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's see here. A lot of people are talking about secondary fire positions and one of them that most often comes up about the section, the second secondary fire positions are dispatchers. So let's talk about that a little bit. Are they in a 6C? Yep. You know, it depends. If they're 6C retirement, then they should. If they're in 6C, but there is uh, dispatchers with the same duties that aren't in 6C and that's something that needs to be cleaned up or at least clarified or included, which it sounds like there's room to do. But right now, if you're not in a 6C position as a dispatcher, but your duties are essentially primary fire, I think that there's wiggle room in there is what I just heard from uh, folks in the WO, but that's yet to be clarified. So I can't give you any concrete answer other than I think people know about it and are going to be working on it. I, 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 I believe you're correct on all of that, Luke. Um, but, but like we said earlier, there's going to be issues. There's going to be people that we, we're going to have to do some fixes. We're going to be working our asses off trying to get fixes done. Um, just and kind of and that's just the nature it. of it. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they expedited the shit out of all this. I think they said even from the OPM side, this classification usually takes minimum of a year and they expedited mm-hmm. it in six months. And then the administrative work to even be able to get money into paychecks. I know people since the, the law was passed wanted it, you know, immediate gratification, but a little bit of weight pays to, to see it done right as this has come out and it's still going to need some, some love, um, mm-hmm. you know, over the next two years. Well, you know how things are when they're hurried and they're rushed. I mean, typically the ball gets dropped somewhere in there it's just with some T not crossed and I not dotted, you know, um, that's what we're here for though. So yeah, and and I'll I'll be honest. Um, we we were not, we were definitely not pushing for this series to be done this quick. Um, what we were pushing for is to have this pay done, but the agencies really wanted to wanted to you know roll it out with the pay and the series. So you know you 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 can't have your cake and eat it too. We might have to work on the series a bit. At, At least we got money in people's pockets. Um. And, you know, I think I think everybody's going to be pretty happy with that, at least. And we can kind of go back and do the fixes on the series. Copy that. Let's see what else here. Uh, a lot of people are still asking if it's a one lump sum payment. And it says in the uh, I actually posted the links to the documentation for the USDA in here that UA, you guys can read it for yourselves and um, you can actually like go through and see what it's all about. But they're asking if it's lump sum or if it's going to be divvied out over the course of your work year. 
So supplement that you get that, you know, whatever it is, the 20,000 or uh, 50%, you get that as a two week supplement based off base pay is my understanding. And that's what I'm reading. There will be lump sums going back to uh, October 1st though. Yeah. Lump sums to October. And then there's also cash awards that'll be coming in the form of the FLSA overtime pay is what it also sounded like, but I I don't have the enough understanding of it to speak concretely. So I think there's going to be a combo of cash awards and then the supplement. Um, And then I know one other thing I read is that they'll essentially round the numbers. So there's going to be other cash award payments if you were undercut on the supplement pay. So I think there's a lot to be uh, worked out and seen. So Sounds like Albuquerque is going to have their hands full. <laughs> yeah, monitor your paychecks and know the system. And, and I would say for anyone, and um, I don't mean this in a, a shitty manner, but a lot of this stuff, like educate yourself, read these facts mm-hmm. that have come out, read the press releases, read the information that's out there, educate yourselves and advocate for yourselves. Um, and be able to call bullshit when you need to call bullshit and ask the hard questions when you need to ask the hard questions. Oh, absolutely. You need to be your own best advocate in that manner. I mean, for instance, when I was transferring over from the Forest Service to the back to the Bureau of Land Management, I had to have a fight with Albuquerque to get my retirement rolled over into and my service or service computation date rolled over to the correct dates. So you got to be your own best advocate at the end of the day and kind of educate yourself like Luke was saying there. Um, one thing I did see that was kind of notable in here with the hourly supplement, uh, looks like the cutoff for the 20,000 need to be at GS six step one under rest of us, uh, locality pay. And that's, what's going to qualify you for the full 20,000. Is that correct? So I've seen, I might be reading this wrong. I won't answer it. No, you guys do paper rock scissors. You see who goes first. <laughs> uh, okay, so that's like, like I said, Brandon, it's been a long day. <laughs> oh yeah, on two days. No worries. Okay, so let's see if we get any more questions here. Tanker base. So that's going to be referred. So the tanker base people. That's going to be back to the six C retirement mm-hmm. schedule, right? Mm-hmm. So they need to work. Do you guys know where you can find that? It should be on your SF fifty, right? Yes. yes. Yeah. Okay. You should. I don't know if there's a lot of people that, that don't know they're paying into a 60. Um, you know, you, you guys, you guys are paying more into your retirement than, than, than others. So. Copy that. Speaking of retirement, um, uh, gentleman, Alex Newland is asking if we could add the cash award directly to TSP or do I have to deposit that into my IRA? So it's kind of complicated. You could self-direct there, there's, that. There's a couple of ways you can play around with your TSPs when he thinks he's getting or even after he can up his percentage contributions or he can take that money and put it in his IRA. Um, that's totally up to you. I, I don't think this supplemental is going to affect your TSP. If you're doing 15%, it's going to be 15% of your, your, your GS salary. But by all means, if you want to kick that up to 15, 30%, whatever, do it while the money's there and the market's low. It's everything's on sale right now. Is that what they're saying? You're just buying more money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thanks recession. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. So that's all the pretty much the pertinence that I've got right now in the comments. Um, I'm sure there'll be more coming down the line here uh, later, but obviously we can't answer them in a live format. So we'll get to whoever uh, has questions later. <laughs> well, 
there was one I read in the chat where will this count for a promotional detail? Um, I'll let you one. know. I just started one uh, yesterday as a battalion. So I uh, should, I hope so. Or else I'll have them cancel the detail. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So yeah, it sounds like uh, we've gotten pretty much most of the pertinence uh, covered uh, as far as, yeah, like who it applies to, who, who, the de- geographical areas, all that stuff, how it's kind of going to be doled out. It's just the finer details, like the exact dates and all the little minor stuff that we need to figure out. And that's going to take some groundwork from both grassroots and uh, NIFI. Yeah. And individuals. <clears throat> yes. Absolutely. A comment and a question. I think there's a lot of confusion on how federal unions work. Um, a lot of us here on Reddit and a lot of us, if we post union stuff, we get bashed pretty hard, whatever. To be a union person, you got to be thick skinned. So there's five of us in the room right now. Besides Max, uh, he's the only one who gets a paycheck for doing this. Then um, I didn't for a lot of yeah, years. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't get shit for extra money. Um, I was fully prepared for Region 9 not to get this money and just continue the fight and you know be a little pissed off, probably have an extra beer that night. But you know, you've got Mark. Got Aaron, myself, we don't get any extra pay. We do this stuff just like grassroots does. I mean, how many times have I been on the phone with you, Mark? It's nine o'clock at night, my time, and we're hashing shit out. You know, Um, the other thing um, that I think would be really cool if we could do at some point is some kind of podcast or or live stream like this, um, kind of explaining how federal unions work, what we can do, what we can't do, how we're structured to all the fire guys. I think there's a great misunderstanding on how that works. We, you know, we can't go on strike and we can't ask our boss for more money. That's illegal. We're at the purse strings of Congress. You know, people see what IAFF can do. They can go on strike. They can go to the table and say, screw you. We can't, man. We can't. Yeah. Um, I know there's a lot of talk out there. This, there was a big movement actually for uh, a lot of people. And I was trying to like calm everybody's jets there. And there was a lot of talk about a strike and I'm like, no, 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 no. This has been done before. It's, it didn't work out for those people. Okay. Quit your job. <laughs> yeah. You mean to quit. Bad. Right. Um, one question that is inevitably going to be uh, brought up for uh, the classification thing is if, you do remain in the 0462 series, the forestry tech, tech uh, series, and do not move, do not elect to go to the 0456 uh, series. Are you still going to get paid? Because you still have primary wildland firefighter duties, right? That's an important one. Yes, at least in the facts. If you don't elect to go, you'll still get the supplement. But I, who knows, you know, once the permanent solution is put in place, if that then applies to 0456 strictly. Yeah. But the, who knows? I've got uh, my, my advice would be just go ahead, go ahead and become a wildland firefighter. <laughs> There's a lot of fringe benefits that come with that. Yeah. Yeah. See what else. Yeah, um, we're smoke jumpers anymore. Now we're all wildland firefighters. Yeah. So pretty cool. <laughs> a wildland firefighter that exits at 3000 feet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's see here. Um, so that's going to be, yeah, the 0456 series, which there's still, I don't, I don't really want to get into the new classification because there's a lot there. So a lot of stuff that we don't know about the new series. I mean, unless you guys have any pertinence to add. I do imagine that. So um, I'm also the guy who like talks to Jaleth and Jerome Perez uh, once a month with Hobie Miller. Um, Our understanding is their goal is to have us 
into that series end of this calendar year, beginning of next calendar year. We're not in it right now. There's going to be a process to get in it. We have a lot of questions. Um, if you elect not to be in the series right now and you realize it's the place to be, what's the process for getting into it? Um, anybody who is newly hired, you're not going to have a choice. You're going to be in that series. But for current employees, you'll have a choice. We'll have to uh, negotiate uh, how that works with the agency. And I would, you know, I bounce stuff off uh, Smoke Jumper Bro a lot and and other uh, Riva a lot and Kelly. And um, we will get those answers, those questions answered. We'll get the details, but um, that's going to be a fall project, fall winter. Copy that. And uh, I know there's going to be some questions with the whole classification, like night diff, hazard pay, OT. I mean, do those those still apply so far? Yes. Our understanding is yes. Yes, they they, they do. There we go. And then uh, I think we're kind of running out of time here. So I know you guys want to get to you uh, hosting your party, your success. And I know I think we're going to be cleaning up now. So last question, I think this is a really uh, important one too. If a permanent le- or a, even a, a seasonal, I guess, resigned recently and they were still working in 2021 and yeah. part of t- 2022, right. say they resigned last week, are they still entitled to that back pay or is that one of those finer details that needs to be hashed out? Well, we'll get back to you. Yeah, yeah. 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 That, that, that's, that's one. Uh, yeah. I, I kind of feel they are. That's a hard but one. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get back to you. That whole at-will employment thing. Yeah. So, well, I think that's uh, pretty much it for all the pertinence in the Q and A session. I mean, unless you guys have anything else to add to it. Uh, hey, I just I just want to say thanks, Brandon. Thanks, Luke. Thanks to everybody at Grassroots for for working with us and and helping this fight. You know, and uh, thanks for all the dues paying members out there that that actually keep us going. Um, you know. Like, sorry, I'm, I'm not here to sell the union guys. It's not something that I'm I here sell. To sell grassroots. So <laughs> All right, well, I'm just, I'm just going to tell you, um, you know, the, the, the way I look at it is there's a few people that, that pay dues that actually make this happen. And a lot of other people are just like, well, why would I pay dues, man? You know, like there, you know, it's, we got a union. I, I, I benefit from it, but, uh, you know, we're, we're only as strong as our members. Um, like, like Mark said, man, uh, a couple years ago when I came on, I made it a real a point to go out and start talking to people and get more people signed up. Um, and when I did that, we, we got a lot of, uh, support from the national office. hundred people right yeah. there. Yeah. I mean, we, we got, we got a lot of, uh, it's been a few hundred now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, we got a lot of support from the national office to, to really go all hands on deck. And we had every one of our business reps, every one of our lobbyists working on this stuff for the last two years. And, and it's because wildland firefighters stepped up, they signed their 1187s and they became members. Um, we're just going to get more done when we show up and we say, Oh yeah, well, you know, PC is expensive. Yeah, it, it is. <laughs> but, um, you know, the, the, the more membership we have, the stronger we are, get involved, call me. I think most people know how to get a hold of me at this point. Um, and if you don't just ask somebody, everybody's got my damn cell number. Trust me. It's doesn't stop. <laughs> so, um, just, just get a hold of me. We'll get you involved. We'll get you out here. I mean, if you've got a good story, come out here, talk to some congressmen, talk to some senators, um, tell them your story. It's, it works period. Um, you know, I was just talking to these guys and they were saying, Hey, what should we wear when we come out there? It's like, well, when we met with Marty Walsh, we sat in the IAFF building. 
there was probably what 30 people there. Um, everybody was in suits. Okay. The only people that weren't in suits were, were the nifty wildland firefighters. And they sat there with their nifty shirts on the secretary of labor did not look at one other person in the room. Okay. He looked straight at our wildland firefighters and he asked them what we needed. He talked straight to them. He asked them what they did. And it's just like everybody else here. Nobody it's you, you will make a bigger impact than you realize. Okay. That's all I'm saying. You come out here and you talk and look this, look, you know, you know, this, you come out here and if you're a real person, they don't get to meet a lot of real people. Um, so your, your story goes a long way. Get involved, get a hold of me. So, Come but once again, thanks, Brandon. Thanks, Anytime, Luke. man. Luke, what do you got for thanks, us, man? Max. Uh, not a lot. I'll just, uh, you know, thanks. Uh, like I said, Niffy grassroots, whoever wants to be involved, you know, all we can do is, is be force multipliers across the board, more unity, louder voice. Um, I could honestly give two shits about credit. I just want to see the change. Uh, yeah. for, <laughs> Thank you. Thank for, you. <laughs> for the, you know, what I consider my fire family well over, you know, 10,000 plus hours of overtime spent in the dirt with folks that I've seen bleed, die, um, yeah. and, and lose their, their families, um, and go through a lot of shit. Not, I want to see the system look right. It's one of the reasons I resigned from the agency. Um, and, and we're on the, the precipice of seeing this shit happen. So, uh, keep it up, join the fight, um, join whatever in whatever Avenue or way that you can, or you want to, or you can afford, um, just get involved. And, uh, we're here and it, it's not us like grassroots wildland firefighters. Isn't the people that make up the executive board or the anonymous, uh, spots, it is the people that are wearing leather boots and Nomex right now. Like it's the entire community. So, so get involved because it's your voice. And, uh, you know, once my voice is, is out of date, then we'll bring someone in. They can keep it up to date. So, uh, right. thanks for the, the, uh, opportunity, Brandon. Thanks, Niffy, uh, Steve, I'll still beat you up a hill. And, uh, <laughs> Shots fired. <laughs> I appreciate the opportunity. It's a historic day. Celebrate. And if it's not what you want right now, then let's make it what let's make make it right. Right on, brother. Thank That's you. Right. Oh yeah. Hey, well, everybody. Where on the website can can someone donate? Because I got my phone. I'm gonna do it right now. Uh on top it. top right, it might say donate. I'll have to look. And it might not, it might be hard to find on your phone. Also, okay. here, I'll, post, I'll post I'll post a link to, right now. Smoke jumper, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. so i posted the links tech savvy is the flip so i got links for both nffe and grassroots so you can go in in the show notes here or the the commentary so you can get in there and you can click on those links and it'll take you directly to the site so if you want to sign up for the union or if you want to donate to grassroots and find out more about both the organizations all the links are in there I uh, just want to say huge shout out to you guys. Uh, this wouldn't have been done. This wouldn't have been even remotely possible without the unified efforts between grassroots and NIFI and also the concerted efforts of every wildland firefighter, every federal wildland firefighter boot on the ground. And that is a huge step in the right direction. And thank you for you guys' efforts. I, everyone's efforts. I appreciate the hell out of it. Thanks, hey, 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 Brandon. It's all of us, man. It's you too. I mean, it, yeah, we, I just talking to I'm a facilitator, man. I just talk to man. So, all right, all right, guys. See ya. All right.
All right, ladies and gentlemen, there we go. Another episode of the Anchor Point Podcast is in the books. Special edition mode for the bipartisan blah, 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 the bipartisan infrastructure bill. Thank you so much for the efforts that the NFFE and the grassroots wildland firefighters have put into this whole thing. And I know that our work has just begun. So with that being said, I want you to head over to the NFFE website or the grassroots. Actually, you know what? Not even or not and or let's go with both head over to both of those websites and join up and see what you can do to help if you want to find out more definitely go over to www.grwff.com or nffe.org to check it out and find out ways that you can donate help sign up all of that jazz thank you so much for the work you guys are putting in on capitol hill and there'll be more to come i'm sure this isn't the uh the only thing that we're working on, but it's just the tip of the iceberg. So you all know the drill. Stay safe, stay savage. Peace.